There it is. I'm Charles Holmes from The Ringer Music Show. And I'm Cole Kushner from Dissect. And Charles and I are teaming up to create Last Song Standing, a new show where we determine an artist's single best song by debating our way through their entire catalog. And for our first season, we're covering Kendrick Lamar. We're talking Good Kid to Pimple Butterfly, Damn, Mr. Morale, the mixtapes, the Lucy's, and the features. Listen to Last Song Standing on the Dissect podcast feed only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Mania, you will never take us alive. Gotta think about the drama inside. It's the Mac Mania. You will never take us alive. Gotta think about the drama inside. It's the Mac Mania. You will never take us alive. Gotta think about the drama inside. It's the Mac Mania. You will never take us alive. Gotta think about the drama inside. It's the Mac Mania. Oh yes, the sweet and sultry and serene and palpable sounds of Montezzi. Must have been it's time for the Mac Media podcast. Was it 4W? 5W? 5W's? 5W's the podcast. But that's not how you spell podcast. I don't give a damn. Y'all get this. It's a, it's a shtick. It's a shtick. Listen, listen. Our intrepid producer, Brian H. Waters, he's over here doing his thing, saving the world, one hater at a time. He's on the West Coast. He's probably traveling back right now as we speak. Safe travels, no rough air, no turbulence. I want my man landing safely. We got the baby face producer himself, Karma. He's lying in the weeds. He's on the ones and twos. Where is he at? He's popping up. Karma. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge me, man. Kerm's going to be 75 still having a show ID to buy a drink. Listen, Word. between between Bobby Lashley and Kerm, who is the real vampire? That vampires, is the man. question. He is the day walker. But shout out to Kerm filling in for the intrepid producer, Brian H. Waters. Guys, Summer Slam week and weekend happened. It was full of festivities, pageantry, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Jack Farmer couldn't be there. Jack Farmer had other responsibilities, but he still was watched. He watched the show. Of course. He watched the show. He he he, he 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 partook in the festivities at home. He he caught up. He's abreast of the situation. <laughs> He's abreast. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was a classic morning wrestling for me. The next morning, I turned it on, and uh, morning wrestling is a fun t- fun time. You have breakfast. Oh, yeah. You have it on TV. It was. What a show SummerSlam was. I mean, you guys got all the fun stories, but 
Jeez, Man. what a great time it is to be a pro wrestling fan. Yeah, I, I agree. So many, um, but before I got started, I, I really, one of my biggest takeaways, and I would I wanted to take a moment and take a time out to do is give special thanks to um, any and all people that came up to me and Flobo um, during the week we were there and, um, and, and, and just gave us give us well wishes about the show and how they like the show and how they and they enjoy the show and anybody that's listening to the sound of my voice that that came up and and took a picture with us or hung out for a few minutes or or talked to us or spoke to us about the podcast it means the it means the world to me and it was it was really just really awesome to hear you guys and special special shout out to Ward and Chrissy uh Christy uh Flobo that we we spent some a yeah. lot of time with oh, and yeah. it was um it was really great. I, 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 I'm pretty sure you share my sentiments, Kyle. Well, Sorry. First of, first of all, it's Flo Wild Boy say. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> we'll, um, unpack, we'll unpack that. We'll unpack but, that. But, but a second, yeah, man. We just sit back at the hotel lobby, kicked back a couple of bottles of Pure Life water, the best water on the planet, just talking about wrestling, the show. It, it was really cool. But yeah, and it was really cool to come up to us and just say, hey, look, we love the show. You're part of our podcast diet because there's multiple podcasts out there and it just really means a lot to us. Yeah, It does. Uh, Warren, I appreciate you, man. Pick it up. Kill a couple of drinks for your boy too, man. Got me a couple of beverages, man. Got a couple of beverages at that Hyatt, that Hyatt bar too. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, you know how much he paid for that. You know what I mean? You, you gotta get your get your boys a whiskey <laughs> they, too. They, they, they imported those prices from LA. That's what they did. Hey, <laughs> yo, um, yo, for, for for all the haters listening, the washed and the unwashed masses listening, man. Uh, the Nashville got some them prices is pretty. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> you know, wrong. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I um, had a good time. Didn't make the show. Flobo made the show. I didn't make the show. I was at the crib by that time. I went home early. Flobito.com was able to to go to the uh, to the experience, and he, he actually have a, a very interesting experience. And before I get to my story, I wanted Flobo to tell the people at home what his experience was like. A SummerSlam is his favorite thing in the whole world, as far oh, yes, as it uh, is. premium live events go. So, um, take me through your journey, Flobito.com. I, I mean, we we did a podcast with the Miz and uh, the the nice folks at uh, On Location Experience. We're talking about Mark Miller and Zach Mee. Just said they come down to our hospitality uh, at, at the event, and you know, I I go, I'm not so sure. I'll see what I can do. But I got all gussied up. I was like, oh, I gotta find it. it was like, <laughs> I wish I was a professional, man. But it was a really cool experience because they take you down to the ring. Uh, they let you take photo ops with certain uh, superstars. Nikki Ash was there. Uh, Theory was there. But I had a moment. Where the maximum male models crew, we're talking about Marseille, we're talking about Massois, we're talking about Maxine, we're talking about Max Du, pretty, we're all there. And uh, just for a little bit of a photo op, and uh, they're pretty much wrapping up, they're getting out of there. And you, I want to tell you guys that I'm a professional. I want to tell you guys I've been doing this for years. I want to say that I just, I am stone faced, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Massois, can I get a picture? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, Max, remember me? I was a guy from, from, from Mach 1 Pro Wrestling in 2011. Remember me? And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> at all. But they came over, they took a photo with me, and then Max whispered in my ear, he goes, you were the interviewer 10 years ago. And I go, yeah, you remember. And he goes, ah, you son of a guy. And I was like, that was so cool that Max Dupree didn't forget about your boy. I'm in Maxwell Mel Models. We're going to post a photo on social. My name is now Flo Bois Boy Say. Flo Bois Boy Say. <laughs> one, that one one's going to was... stick. 
that's, that's gonna stick. That's that's how it's gonna go down from now on. And, and it has a nice ring to it. I'm glad you had a good experience. Yo, listen, shout out to the people from Priority Pass. That mm -hmm. on location experience. I was not able to experience that. However, I was able to meet some people behind the scenes of on location experience, and they were cordial. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna put them over on the podcast. Kerm, crop this out for your boy. I want a nice little crop out so I could put these people over because they put on a good show. They were yeah. very cordial. They did an impromptu thing with us to um, interview the Miz. It was impromptu. They brought people on and we had like a fan experience, impromptu fan experience, able to get some fan questions in there. The Miz was in rare form as per usual. And I had a, I had a great, 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 great time and Flobo took it on home with an even better time when he was at the show of shows yeah. and, 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 and marked out and not afraid to admit he marked out. It's all good, baby. We're all fans here. Absolutely, absolutely, guys. Bro, wow. uh, so <laughs> enjoy, enjoy marking out. By the way, people act like they're too good for it. That's the best part of pro wrestling is when you get to get to mark out. And you guys absolutely. did. I was way back here in LA, all by my lonesome. But I was listening to your guys' <laughs> interviews. You guys knocked it out of the park. You had some great stuff with Theory, with Miz. Anyone who hasn't checked those shows out. Definitely go back on the feed here and listen to those. Very good stuff. And uh, definitely makes you appreciate those guys even more, actually. Absolutely. Oh, that, that, yeah, that's definitely was my takeaway with Theory, especially. Uh, and hey, damn, yeah, yeah, he was, um, that, that's a, that kid got some layers to him. The kid's a talent, kid's a star. Um, and, we'll, and we'll see how his uh, his career trajectory keeps moving forward with the, with the new regime, daddy. All right, now listen. Now listen. Was he on Raw last night? I don't think it was. Now listen. He okay. wasn't. He wasn't. But it was. They got. They had some. They got some business. But, but you know what I mean. It ain't. I ain't panicking yet. Franchise tag still intact. I ain't panicking <laughs> yet because it's just a little changing in the guard. You know, things are a little bit different. It, it it does feel a little bit different. You know, maybe it's the placebo effect, or maybe because things are actually different. You know what I mean? Um, one thing that was very interesting, guys. Let me flow ball. Let me let, let me let, let me talk about something. <laughs> oh no, no, come on, Evan. Please don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it to him. <laughs> I talk about how to approach this from y'all listening to me right now, man. Listen, man, listen. this is this is we gonna talk about this at a certain a certain way, and and if the gentlemen actually hear me talking, maybe this would teach them a lesson. Maybe they, I don't know. Maybe they'll hire a hit and try to kill me. It'll it's it is what it is, man. We'll figure it. I'll cross this bridge when we come to it. Just don't just don't worry about my wife or my animals. Just come after your boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Check it out. All right, so we at we 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 in Nashville, right? We in Nashville. Hanging out at the rooftop bar, all right? You know, it's me, you know, it's Kaz, it's the lovely stat guy, Greg, flowbeetle.com. Argue with Greg. Uh, so, and, like, and then so all of a sudden, we're at the bar, we have a couple of drinks, you know, a couple of adult beverages. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> then, okay, so then an argument ensues. Flobo and stat guy Greg get into a heated debate about Brett the Hitman Hart. Flobo expresses his 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 take on Brett the Hitman Hart. That I mean, is, it? that is stat guy Greg's favorite wrestler of all time. Stat guy Greg, I love you, brother. If you're listening, uh, they had a disagreement. <laughs> yes, we did. And the disagreement trickled out from the inside, outside to the rooftop. This uh -oh. is, and this is this is a great, healthy. A healthy, strong wrestling debate, and everything was fine. Then Cash jumps in, then everybody jumps in on top of flowbeetle.com. And I'm sitting in the cut trying to put in a little anecdote, but I was getting overwhelmed and bombarded by Stat Guy Greg's passion. So then two young gentlemen approach the conversation. Now, I know everyone gets the whole cheers vibe when people come around and they they think it's at a bar scene, they think they can just pop up. And I, I'm I'm one of those people where I'm like, yo, this ain't cheers, whatever, Matt. You don't gotta pop up if I don't know who you are, especially if you come in violating. Now, these young men came in and go, what y'all talking about? 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm, so I'm out of the conversation, so I'm kind of cool for once. So they're like, oh no, we're talking about, you know, Bret Hart being overrated and Bret Hart being good. He's like, they, he is overrated. And then Kaz immediately goes, he goes, how old are you? He's like, 20, 23. He was like, oh man, you disqualified, man. You ain't, if, you ain't, if you ain't never seen a Bret Hart match, you can't talk about Bret Hart. He was like, but we're historians. And I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe they are historians, right? This is fine. But Evan, what the hell is your problem? Why the hell are you bringing us on the podcast? This seems very innocent. Yeah. You, were a, you were a hater. This is why we don't like your ass. This is the problem, Evan. You the, I was like, oh, yo, y'all, you, you, follow me on this journey, will you? Follow me on this journey. <laughs> So the conversation goes, it starts to die down a little bit. Then all mm -hmm. of a sudden, my my the lovely Ben, Ben, I love you, Ben, hugs and kisses. Not Ben, not, not, not Ben, Ben Cruz, what's going on? But my, my other Ben, the oh, other gotcha, mother, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. my other Ben. He comes up, he got theory with him. He got theory with him. Theory, A-Town Downs in the building. I'm talking about with all his splendor. He got a glow. He got an aura. I mean, he damn near floating across, floating across the scene. And you know, the crazy thing is, Theory don't drink. That's not his bag at all. Theory just kicks it. He yeah. does not drink a drop. The only thing he was drinking was water. That dude is an alien. That dude is like the alien from what's that movie called? Uh, what's that? Uh, what's that aliens. Movie called? The faculty. The faculty. <laughs> yeah. He's like one of them aliens from the faculty. He just drink a whole bunch of water. That's all he was doing, right? So Ben comes like, "Yo, Mac, what up? We about to go to another spot. Um, you're you're invited. Your your crew's invited. Yo, let them know that you yo your your boy's hooking it up." I said, "I sure will." So we all start to venture out and start doing our thing, and that's cool. All right. Flobo, what happened? Well, I dipped out because I'm old man. <laughs> but uh, I've, I've heard confirmed reports that these individuals hung out in the cut, followed the entire crew downtown, got into the VIP section with the people who were invited, and were drinking the alcohol that Theory doesn't even drink. <laughs> Wait, to clarify, you're talking about the two 20-something-year-olds 20 that just popped in? Yeah. Oh, that's good for them, though. That's smart. Man, they, see, they I knew he was going to give props, man. They, they, took, they took advantage of the scene, bro. <laughs> He'll turn curb. He'll turn curb. <laughs> <laughs> see, now, listen. I knew the people hearing this sound of my voice would be like, yo, that's come up, though. Okay. See, this is where, okay, and I actually agree. That's not where the anger sets in. I'm actually cool with people weaseling. Now, of course, I'm being creepy and, like, watching them be like, don't touch the merchandise. Theory has a future here. His career. Don't touch. <laughs> don't touch the merch. If y'all any of y'all get in his trajectory and try to put harm upon him, but Evan, he's jacked. I go. I don't care. You know what I mean. <laughs> so I was being like a weird old man bodyguard, even though he didn't even know I was being a weird man bodyguard. But here's my dilemma, Carm. <laughs> say say thank you. All right, that's fair. They didn't say thank mm, you. They just dipped out. Disappeared. They didn't say. Anything. Okay. All right, I take it back. I take it back. Yo, F y'all. If y'all listening, fuck y'all. I'm, I'm back on Team Evan back on this one. Fuck y'all. Curve is back. Curve is back. Curve is back. That's the face. This is the fastest heel baby face story in the history of all professional wrestling. Even the big no. show's like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that was my only takeaway. That's a come up. Like Ben, like my guy, Ben, my guy, I got in because of my guy and then they, my people got in because of Ben and I was like so like those are that's how they got in but these fellas piggybacked on like I'm talking about I've worked years for this come up <laughs> to not to not say thank you and to indulge Jack and to indulge in copious amounts of alcohol and not say thank you 
the the no thank you is the uh is the this the dagger if it was just them sneaking in i'm with kerm i'd be like good for them i'd sneak in i'd try to get in too but wedding crashes you gotta show movies. a little bit of a little bit of appreciation in that situation where you know that everyone there is the only reason you're there and they're letting you come along you gotta say thank you that's all that's all i ask and then i kid you not then the next night random yes. ran yes. i'm sitting next to i'm next to next to warren shout out to warren and christy i'm telling them the story that i'm telling everybody on the podcast i'm telling this story on right? cue on cue on cue as i'm telling the story i get a direct message on twitter literally i swear to god from one of the dudes saying where the spot at <laughs> it's, un- it's unparalleled so so i had so many thoughts so many questions me and this young man never really spoke <laughs> never really spoke so did he know who i was before after during to be able to find the dm to be able to find your boy and ask where to spot it now yo what up yo last night was dope man i really appreciate Hanging out with you guys. Yo, where's the spot at tonight? He said, where the spot at? <laughs> and I tell y'all this long story for the, for SummerSlam weekend to let you, you, you young whippers, because they were young. You heard the age. You kids need to understand something here. <laughs> you kids. Y'all need to have some damn manners out here. And anybody listening to the sound of my voice that is in the 30s, y'all understand that is the, the kids. Y'all need to develop some manners, especially if you turn it up in the VIP that costs up. I know how much that stuff costs. They were dropping. Man, listen, Ben had the goose. He had, and it was flowing. When beautiful women bring you drinks all night, it ain't cheap. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when beautiful women mm-hmm. pour you drinks all night, when I didn't have to pour one drink all night long, that's not cheap. And you got to be amongst that. And then when beautiful women get brought into VIP, so there's a plethora of beautiful women for you to choose from. Evan Mack lives vicariously through these haters. Evan Mack is a happily married man. Not on paper. I actually love my wife. I love her. <laughs> so all I was doing was just sitting back being like, and I'm serious. I was looking around like, oh, they just, they just, they just gonna keep drinking, huh? I'm writing down Evan Maglin's vicariously through these haters. That's going to be our next tag. Right <laughs> Parental advisory, y'all. So listen, <laughs> you know, do you, do you put it? Listen, I'm I'm moving on. I swear I'm moving on. But yeah, do, you, yeah. do y'all understand how much I would have? I probably would have striking a bargain with the devil to hang out with a professional wrestler at 23 years old. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably mm-hmm. be like, if the devil was like, yo, who you want to kick it with? You know, I think about it at that time when I was 23, who was popping? Think about that. Yeah. Like, the, to the, what the equivalent it is of theory at 23 for them. I'd be like, yo, can you, you can, I can, can I, after I die, can you can have my soul if you let this happen? He'd be like, sure. And they were like, <laughs> kicking it. Yeah, when you were turned 23, that's like when Bray Wyatt debuted. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> if you want to keep it a buck, when I turned 23, Theory debuted. <laughs> Young Mac. No, but listen, damn it. Just say thank you is what I'm trying to get at. Say thank you when, when somebody hooks it up. It's true. By the way, yeah. thank you again to On Location Experience for your help this week. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? That's what you see how we put over On Location Experience. I put them over with Flobo and I wasn't even getting the experience on location. Yeah. I wasn't even on location either, but uh, thank you to On Location for helping me at least get this story going. (sighs) Ding, 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 Carm. Ding, (laughs) ding, ding. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. SummerSlam, y'all. SummerSlam was dope. Um, I, listen, I, I think I think Triple H could have had somebody go to the bathroom in the middle of the ring and people would have said it was the best SummerSlam of all time. You know what I mean? Ooh. I just think, you know what I'm saying? I just think people were already predisposed. He could have he could have had somebody come out and said F America and then they would have been like, this, the, the, his creative choices are unparalleled, brother. <laughs> so, like, so, so, I, so, so I don't think it would have mattered. However, if you strip away all that and just watch it for what it was, really, really good show. Yeah. Really, really mm-hmm. good show from a different perspective, a little bit of everything. Uh, I, I just, I guess I wanted to go around the horn. Uh, Babyface, you could hop in too. Uh, what was your, um, what was the match that maybe stuck out to you, moment that stuck out to you, or just just your takeaway from SummerSlam in general? Uh, Carl, I'll start with you, brother. Uh, for me, that was the best Roman and Brock match I've seen personally. Like, I, obviously the Seth cash in was something crazy, but my expectations were so low for, for this match. I'm like, I've seen it so many times. I didn't expect the last man standing stipulation to give us, you know, chaos like this. I expected to see like eight F5s with Roman getting up like it's nothing, but they actually told a story here. I feel like that it was the culmination of Brock as the, you know, the country boy bringing a tractor to the ring, giving us a spot never seen before. So that easily was like the, the biggest takeaway for me. But what about you guys? Just to really quick piggyback on that matchup, like some that's probably going to be one of the most cinematic looking matches looking back on it that you can see with Brock on top of the tractor throwing the mic down and Roman Reigns catching it without effort at all and him diving off of it and of course lifting up the ring and everything else just the visuals of that was so spectacular. I mean, shout out to the ring crew, by the way, who had to clean <laughs> up that the whole mess. But really, really cool. Uh, just what a cinematic looking finale to that rivalry. And as we speak about rivalries coming to an end, I've been very critical of the whole Becky Lynch, uh, Bianca Belair rivalry, but I loved the way this whole thing ended. I thought it was so poetic and so perfect. They always say you remember the beginning and you remember the end. The rest of it, you just kind of fill in. And the fact that 
this whole thing started at WrestleMania with a handshake. And it was kind of, is Bianca Belair at that top superstar level? And over the course of the year, they battle back and forth. And now at the same yeah. event, Bianca Belair gets the hard fought win and it ends with a handshake yet again, but this time one of respect instead of one of taking advantage. I thought it was actually a very cool way to end the story. And I think I look back at that whole rivalry with a much better view than I did before. Absolutely. Smart, man. I, I, that's, I did, now that you put it that way, you go, oh, Jack's perspective is heck. Uh, say, same boat. Those are bookends for me. I mean, the, the see the ring be part of the story and have Roman just roll out the ring like he was like getting attacked like by a Goku fireball or something. You know what I mean? It was pretty cool, but. Greatest bump. I'm going to say that's the greatest bump taken in the history of wrestling. Oh, uh, yeah. A top, top, top. Definitely. People, it can't, you cannot blow that for many reasons. <laughs> for many reasons. Like the way it looked, the way he rolled out, the way he took it. Yeah. perfectly you can't do it over again no you can't <laughs> right i was <laughs> blown away by how he fell out i've been watching wrestling and you so can't long. practice it like they're not like hey let's go lift the ring up so you can get like you know because he could get hurt for real right? yeah yeah <laughs> continue uh, slow i've been watching wrestling so long that even the ring collapsing spot i'm like oh another one of those like that's how jaded i am but being there live when uh romy rome uh mike rome announced that bianca was from knoxville tennessee and everyone going nuts i was like this night's going to be special, hands down. I'm really excited. Once again, I'm really glad you got to experience it from that perspective. Um, it's 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 one thing watching a show. It's one thing being invited to a show. It's one thing being able to get a moment where you get to see your favorite show um, at the probably the best you've ever got to see at Flobito.com. So I really think that's um, it's, I think it's a special moment for you, and mm -hmm. and it's and I know so I know you, you it hits a little bit different for you because you were able to see. A show that you grew up loving, probably the and that the best experience you probably have ever had at SummerSlam Live. I, I, again, one more time. I don't know this to be funny, but you know, on location party. Put them over, they, they, they got a, they got to be a really good seat. I was I was like in like the, the first row of, of the raised section, so I had the press clear advantage of everything. But beyond that, it's just everyone comes out from all over the world, all over the country for SummerSlam, and it's not. I don't want to say bogged down, but it's like it's a little bit free from the WrestleMania history. It isn't going just because it's Mania. SummerSlam has to prove itself every year, and every year it has. It's just mm. that big, getting bigger and better. I was in Vegas last year, and even though this is uh, um, in a different state, a different city, the vibe is is so similar that they can ball that up. And I, and if you was allow me, I can sit down and tell you twenty different ways you can make SummerSlam better. But this weekend, which is fantastic. So 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 elaborate on that. How how would you? Make SummerSlam better. What's what? What SummerSlam could be for you? What if you could, if you could add something to something that was already great? So if Mania is is the World Series or in the or the NBA Finals, SummerSlam has to be the All Star Game. I want the entire. I want the entire party. I want the full card. I want Worlds Collide matches. I want rookie matches. I want to show me a part of the tryout process, a part of a combine. I want a celebrity promo off of celebrity judges. I want unique ring announcers and commentators. I want a concert in that thing. You can really make it to that music festival kind of brand wow. and have it a traveling circus on top of a dope card in the history. This is 35. Summer Sam 35. And it has as much history as WrestleMania. Make it fun. I, I like what you're saying. So maybe like, I like, I like what you're thinking about like a whole, like a Coachella type thing for a lack of a better music mm -hmm. festival or EDC if you like that. That's that, if that's your flavor. Brother. <laughs> brother, brother. Um, <laughs> not a bad. What, what's up, Jack? I don't know if we're going to move on from SummerSlam, but I, I, I want to mention someone that I, we, we wondered whether or not the fans would ever embrace him, but I, I, I got to ask, is Logan Paul the real deal? Is he the, oh. like, this is the second match he's had. 
he's incredible. He's so good. And uh, you could almost feel the crowd starting to go, you know what? We do like this guy. Am I am I wrong for saying no, that? No, you're not, you're not, <clears throat> you're not wrong at all. But I, I I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm not gonna say listen. <laughs> he's um uh we we said it before last week. This ain't this is not um hindsight of 2020. I said he's, he's he prepares. I said he's gonna be ready for he's gonna be ready for the moment. Those those guys actually try hard at what they do. And uh, they they do a good job when you give somebody spots, it's it's like the fans uh they they respond to spots. They respond to tables being broken. They respond to things like that. So, so, so uh, fans always bother me because they they're like, "Oh, he was great." I go, "Y'all worried about y'all think about the frog splash and the spots and yada yada yada." Where where I was work, focusing on the young man is his in ring stuff because that's where he's gonna get his butter his bread because he's not gonna always be in the match with Miz. He's mm-hmm. gonna have to he's gonna have to find someone for him to be in a match with and actually wrestle a little bit and and they can mask it with spots and frog splashes and tables breaking and all that stuff and outside interference. But where he's gonna cut his teeth and butter his bread is when he shows people that he's he's getting better in the ring, which I think he will. Which I think he will. So like you're not off base. You're like we we watch we watch the we watch the match. He's uh he's he's listen, he if you want to do it and you're there and you put in the time and the work and the effort, with all due respect, I don't give a damn if you get a fans think. You know what I mean? Like because they're not in the ring. Like he's he's trying and he's doing his thing. Like his 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 process is his process. You, you know what I mean? And the way he does things is the way he does things. So like but I, but I do want people to understand, listen, I want him, as long as he's protecting himself and protecting other people in the ring, that's all I really care about. Because at the end of the day, I need professionals in the ring because you can hurt people and you can hurt yourself. And as long as he takes care of that and respects the, the, the craft that is wrestling, that's all that really matters to me. Like, I don't give a damn about the spots. I just, as long as he protects himself and people in the ring, that's all that matters to me. I think everything is kind of like the, the extra on top. The moves, the holes, no one to go with, the pacing's great. Uh, Jack, answer question. The real deal, yes. But the two questions I have is how committed he is to wrestling. Is it a thing to do? Is it two years? Is it like a career? Yeah, that's and, it. Yeah. And that should matter. I know people say it doesn't matter, but it should matter, right? Because I want to I want to invest somebody who's there going to be there for years. At least I can tell how long they're going to be there. And two, can he get people to cheer for them? Because I know they were booing The Miz. Now, Logan Paul's like, this challenge is to have a character where we can say, oh, this guy is great, or I want to see him punch in the face. Now, I sat next to a kid who had to have been like six or seven years old, and they were like, Logan Paul, the YouTube guy, he was already, he's bought in. Okay. <laughs> so maybe it's not for me. Maybe Logan Paul as a character isn't for me. But when I'm thinking about describing Logan Paul to someone who didn't watch it, it's the guy from YouTube doing the moves. There has to be an answer for that inside the WWE universe. Yeah, and I will, and I will say this. I know why he's there. What's the one with the frog splash guy, like 8 million views? Whew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not an idiot, guys. Like people, as much as people think, I just talk out my ass. I actually, I actually do this stuff for a living, for a reason. So like, I'm not dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's, they got him. For, he's checking the social media box. They're like, what, what the hell do you mean? They don't just give people money. That frog <laughs> splash spot is like up at to like eight million views. It, it was I. Right. You know, and and for the record, there's two million people who watch SmackDown every week. So eight, so eight million. Think about that, Jack. Just put it in perspective. Two million people watch SmackDown. Frog splash from from Mr. Paul, eight million views. If if you want to know why he's there, that's that's why that's why he's there. Mm -hmm. And and like I said, he he, I think he cares. I think he cares about it. He wants to be there. I'm not going to sit here and hate on this dude because last week I didn't hate on this dude. I'm not, I don't want all you people coming back now talking about he's good. No, I said he, y'all just do your research. He's a YouTube guy, but they actually, he's in the gym. He's putting into work. He's training with a real wrestler. 
He, if he wants, he put it like this. He's tried harder than a lot of other people that try to walk into that business thinking they can just do a couple spots and then walk away. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's let's the let's celebrity guest spot has the, the quality. Of him, that and, has him, just him, gone him and Benito, the roof. man. Him and Benito, they are I mean, the they Pat are the McAfee gold standard. Too. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is. Make no mistake, he is not just a punter. He's an athlete. There's a he's he got a, he, he a little rough little rough patch at, at SummerSlam, but it's it's live. It's tough. It's tough being in that ring and doing live spots and doing doing an actual wrestling match with somebody like a, like a Corbin. So there's going to be a couple botches. I've seen professionals botch stuff. You know what I mean? So like just to just to watch what these guys do and how they're doing it and and just giving people different flavors and different things. It's that's what that's what the big shows are really about for the for the for the wrestling purist. If that's your if that's what you're looking for, maybe SummerSlam or WrestleMania is not for you. But you're going to get a couple spectacle spots, a couple celebrity spots, a couple silly spots. And I think if you if you take it for what it's worth, it was actually pretty good to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'm with you. Yeah. So let me uh listen. Let me let me let me talk about this for a second. I know we doing SummerSlam a little bit, but I got to talk. I got to talk about the Nature Boy a little bit. Woo! And uh, and listen. I ain't gonna come on this podcast with the five W's. I ain't gonna let me talk in the mic. Let me talk in the mic. Like I ain't gonna come on this podcast and besmirch probably the greatest wrestler of all time. Not gonna do it. My goat is John Cena. The goat is Ric Flair. That's my personal opinion. Fair you know enough. what I mean? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Y'all heard? I'm, I'm gonna say that again for the people in the back. My goat is John Cena. The goat is Ric Flair. Therefore, my only thing I'm gonna say, and I will kick it to the rest of the gentle men, the gentle folk. Is uh, I his retirement match for me was with Shawn Michaels. Wow. Um, yeah, that that's that was his retirement match. Um, I uh, it was it was it was poetic. It was well written. It was the perfect opponent he chose. It should have ended there. There's nothing I hate more than seeing a, a man that is on the top of his game look like a shell of himself, whether age, whether attrition, whether whether. Uh, injury, whether something, whatever makes him not look like or her not look like the athlete or the competitor that they once were, I'd never like to see that. So, so, so Ric Flair is no exception. Like I don't even like to see Tiger Woods hobbling around on the on the golf course right now. With all due respect, you know what I mean. I like to see Tiger Woods fist pumping at Augusta, getting that green jacket. So, so watching a couple, I I, I couldn't even watch the match. I I've not watched the Ric Flair match. I've only seen clips that people have sent me of the Ric Flair match, and it I. Put it like this. I just wanted which my lasting memory was that moment where he got beat by Sean. Was that 2000? Was that 2008? Uh, if I'm, yeah. am I tripping? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Two thousand eight. Correct. Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I. Um, but the, the, to do ahead, that, you you cut off you cut off his impact run, fortune, uh, immortal. That doesn't count to you. As far as um just wrestling, he he did some great work at Impact, and I don't I don't want to be I don't okay. want to belittle that at all. You know what I mean, though. As yeah, far okay, as um, yeah. You know what I mean? As far as like match goes, as, as Ric Flair's career ender, you know what I mean? Just like, asking questions I, that the fans would ask. No, 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 yeah, no, you're right, you're right. But I know, but I don't want to make no mistake. I do not want to uh, gloss over that. I do not. I because I, I don't. Impact has a lot of impact on people mm-hmm. in wrestling. Some wrestlers did some of their best work in Impact. I don't. I don't get Samoa Joe without Impact. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Go ahead, go, Jack. No, to to your point, uh, I first off, I agree. Ric Flair to me is the the best of all time, uh, and. Uh, I always say, I agree with you. I think I, I consider his retirement, quote unquote, Shawn Michaels as well. I always say the stuff he did after that is like the DVD bonus features. Which is great. <laughs> they, they happened. They're there. 
but like the the DV like or it's like the Marvel post credit scene like the mm -hmm. it's there it's cool I'm glad it's there but the movie ended before the credits started wow uh, is is kind of how I look at it with him and uh, that said as far as him doing the, this final match I, I'm with you Evan I didn't watch it because I I just didn't really want to. I thought I wanted to see it until it came time to see it. And I was like, I don't know if I really want that to be my last memory of him in a match. Um, but I, I believe that when you're as great as someone like Ric Flair and you've done as much as Ric Flair, you get to choose how you go out. And whether or not I agree with it, that's not up from, it's not my decision. It's no one else's decision. So if he wants to do it, I hope he's happy with it. I hope he yeah. gets to feel peace with it. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I consider Ric Flair's retirement at WrestleMania and the rest kind of, bonuses and uh you know uh extras as opposed to actual rick flair if that makes any sense yeah that's that's kind of the match like I, I saw the match um and and i i told jack on on text it's it's cringe i mean it's there's no there's no reason why i would recommend this unless i really would love to tell you about dvd bonus features and i'm old enough to remember when dvd bonus features was a uh, selling yeah point. do people know what i'm talking about when Not i say DVD bonus nope. <laughs> like, is that like a youtube thing um, i still owe dvd shout out to columbia house no, i'm kidding uh, so but but the you're right. I, I do feel like it was hard to watch, but the vibe in the arena, because the card, the, the pre-show, the pre-card was great. It was fantastic. The, it was kind of like, hey, look, we're going to give the person that wants to go out the way they want to go out. So it was kind of a celebratory thing, and it was a way to say thank you while Ric Flair was still alive. You know, he's bleeding from the face, crimson mask. It was a way to say thank you one more time, so it was cool in that level. The match itself is the match. Is, Jarrett tried, Andrade tried, but it just wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same what we think that Ric Flair is going to be. Yeah, and that's like I said, that's not this is not an indictment on Ric Flair. It's just, it's just we're talking about years and years and years in the business. Where we're talking about what five decades? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah, it crazy? Yeah, five five I, decades. I, My father watched him when he was ago. When mm -hmm. I remember, yeah, again, I always say I'm a WCW fan. I remember when WCW got bought and Ric Flair and Sting had that final match. And I was like, that's probably the last time we're gonna see the the mm -hmm. nature boy. I thought mm -hmm. that, that I thought that was his retirement match. And then the the craziness of Ric Flair being in WWE and having like Batista, this hot young rookie by his side. <laughs> and right. you're like, oh yeah, this is the old guy who's about to retire being with Batista. Ric Flair went longer than Batista did that. <laughs> that. You know, we just celebrated Randy Orton and Ric Flair is still going too. It's crazy how long he's been going because he was like considered done when that started and he's yeah. still going. So uh, Ric Flair is just, um, uh, like I said, I, the fact that he's been going for so long is, and the fact that he's done it in so many different places and so many different ways is always why I say he's the greatest is just, um, it's, 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 it's sad that this is the last one. Part of me wonders if they're looking at how well the show did and thinking, Hmm, what if we did Ric Flair's last match part two? <laughs> yeah, no, listen, I, and I, and I, with all due, with all due respect to, um, Anybody out there? This, this ain't this ain't like I said. This ain't a diss. I'm, I'm just reflecting on my, my thought process on one of my favorites of all time. And if he was on this show, and I wish still want to interview Ric Flair, but want to inter interview Ric Flair for a long time, like like my way and not other people's way, and have a have a, just have a conversation with him, just ask him, just ask him legit question. That's the thing about Rick. You know, I'm, I'm, I would ask him the legit question like, how'd you feel the match went? Uh, why why did you do the match? What made you what compelled you to get in the ring? What was like what 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 drove you to get into the ring? Just basic questions like that. I would like to know. And like I said. I wish I wish I was there. If I was there, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. 
But um, when I was at the crib, you know, I was like, nah, you know what? Uh, I'll get people to tell me how it went. I hope it went okay. I hope he's okay. Um, that, that's all I was thinking about. And I hate thinking like that. You know, I was thinking like, you know, I was watching my damn daddy in the ring. You know what I mean? That's how much I cared. So, so um, yeah, listen, shout out to Rick. I hope he went out the way he wanted to go out. And I hope he's still with us for a long, 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 long time. I don't want that to be like a, you know what I mean? I want him to do that and move on. And then who knows, you know, just keep it moving for a while. Um, but I just wanted to reflect upon that a little bit. Just like I want to reflect upon something else, Flobito.com. Oh, who that? You think you know me. On this day. There we go. I see you stop everything <laughs> to life. Can I tap out of a podcast? <laughs> Harmonize, Flobo, come on. I, I refuse. This was just terrible. I can't believe. Just how many chances is this dude going? Don't get me started about this dude. This dude. It's so real to me. No. Angie's back, baby. No. He's, oh, my God. He came back in 2000 as a nostalgia act. Got injured, came back as a nostalgia act. Then he says, you know what? I'm going to be evil for two months. Didn't work. And guess what? Came back last night as a nostalgia. How many times are we going to go back to this well when he goes, anything I've tried hasn't worked. Everyone tries to evolve. Everyone tries to get better. Everyone tries something new and different. Heck, even Brock Lesnar wore a cowboy hat. But Edge just goes back to what worked for him with Ulster Bridge. And I'm supposed to cheer with this dude? Get out of here. Boom. How excited was everybody? Back when the track came back, the That's track the key. came back. Yeah, that was the key. I had Dylan Matthews make a GIF just for this moment here. So after <sighs> the show's over, I'm gonna be launching the GIF, rapid fire of me doing the track. Edge his back. The bane of Flobo's existence has returned. He came back with the cut. My wife was like, "He looks good with that." I was like, "I'm gonna tell Flobo." And <laughs> <laughs> then why else? Child's hiding, man. So I mean, I. Personally, him coming out and just saying, I'm sorry, I forgive him for all the horrible things oh, he said about on. me. He blocked you on, on Twitter. He blocked you. You forgive him? He yeah. knows not what he does. He does not know the greatness that is Jack Farmer. If he was on this show, he would he would bite his tongue and be like, I'm sorry, Jack. I didn't know your greatness. I didn't realize what kind of person you were. I didn't realize the professional, the handsomeness, the well-dressed. Oh, I would have never blocked you, Jack. But he don't know. He knows not what he does, Lobo. So he, he thinks is- he knows me. <laughs> but he don't. If, if someone came and shoved you, right, right, right in the middle of the street, you're going to go away for six weeks, release some promo packages from 1999 because you're stale and come back and be like, I'm going to get revenge. No, you bust back. That's how it works in wrestling. This guy's a wuss. I'm if not going to root push you on the street, this person like, doesn't remember you. He's a wuss. Come on. He's a wuss. The I can't. It's like you wussy. I'm just like, I, I, look at, I look at his former attacking part. I look at the superior Christian. That's found a way Ooh. in a niche to be different in a way that gets under your skin in an organic way in a whole different promotion. And this guy's still coming back. Hey, guys, I messed up. Oh, I really don't like you, Rhea Ripley. Come on. That's supposed to be a Hall of Famer? That's, that's what we're getting through <laughs> passing office. Come on. All right, so let me get you on record right now. Is Edge a Hall of Famer, yes or no? He is literally, but not to me. <laughs> yeah. wow. But if I see him in public, I will totally say I never, I never said that. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Kerm, thoughts on Edge? Uh, it's funny. So not to you know toot my own horn, but I toot was it. backstage uh, for SummerSlam because for the interview of Bobby Lashley, huh? we walked by moments before. Um, Hell, you mean he you was, was backstage? 
I was with Dave. I was with Dave. <laughs> Shoemaker, he got the but interview with Bobby. Uh, so I watched backstage the, pass? Yeah. Uh, pretty much the whole SummerSlam, I was backstage. Huh? Uh, what? <laughs> Don't tune your horn that much. Yeah, I thought you were going to play a tune or two, not but, the whole damn. song. But back to, back to Edge. Um, it's funny, like, I... I want to agree with you, Flobo, because I think it is a little bit of bullshit, the idea that, like, you can go on that, that, that quick heel run and then just be like, yo, I was just playing, y'all. Yeah, yo, I, was playing. I, I got jumped one time, you know, took a couple months off. I was just playing, y'all. But he's just so good at promos. Like, there's still, like, a huge gap between a lot of guys on the roster. Because, like, he came out and really sold that shit to me. Yeah, like, the quick, it was a quick apology, I'll admit it, but... His like anger with Judgment Day, I was like, I get it. The he's so good, a little close up. They they give him the close up, and and he's like, Rhea Ripley, um, all you guys, I'm coming for you. Like I was, I was in on it, man. I was in on it. That's the part of this song. I don't remember the the word. Do I believe that in ring he's gonna, you know, miraculously, you know, look like 10 years younger? No, but he still has me invested because he can do what many can't on the mic and just make you believe it instantly, no matter how long it's been when he's been there or not. I feel you hear like that I'm, promo, Kerm? Just cut Flobino down. I feel like I'm yay. How, Kerm? How? He came out and was you like, ain't got you got the answers, Kerm? Yeah, you, your fans, you fans are terrible. They suck. And then be like, you know, I really wanted to be a mentor to Rhea Ripley. How was that supposed to be the same thing? Come like, on. I agree. No, he's, he's, he's like a salesman, bro, because it's a lot of bullshit. Like, it's a lot of bullshit that I have to believe with it, but he's just very good at selling it, man. You don't that have to do anything, Kerm. <laughs> Join the revolution, man. <laughs> you don't have to accept this. So Flobo so doesn't like the fact when veterans try to help younger talent uh, get engaged by the crowd. Clearly, Flobo is one of those guys that likes it when people get held down and don't get an opportunity to shine. Unlike Edge, who goes out of his way. This is a smear campaign. may say some things that maybe hurt our feelings as fans, but always apologizes for it later. This is a smear campaign. By the way, Flobo also doesn't like to forgive. He doesn't like to. Uh, he doesn't like when people admit their faults. This is trolling. It has to be trolling. So he comes out and he goes, oh, wait, Edge is back, I, I guess. And now I'm supposed to cheer for him now in the Mysterios? What is going on? Everything was forgiven when that drag hit. I said, you, I literally, I was in, bro, I lost my mind. I lost my mind. I said, wait a minute. He brought the old track. Are you kidding me? Oh, I thought I'd never get now. it ever again. So that was, I, I like, I was in the house like, listen, I had a nice little piece of salmon too from the Faroe Islands, daddy. Ooh, wow. If y'all that's don't know nothing about that, that's the greatest cut of salmon of all time. It's up there, yeah. The Faroe Island cut salmon with the shrimp. Wifey had the vegetables and I threw it down, not on the floor because that's that for salmon, but I threw yeah. it to the side mm-hmm. and I was like, Honda's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Flobo, I'm, I, was like, I can't wait to put this down on this show right and now. And you didn't. You texted me right then and there. Like, yeah, <laughs> your man's on TV right now. I was like, come on. <laughs> there is Listen, something about that track that makes you can't help but sing along with it. Like, even I can. Like, <laughs> It's a 20-year-old track where my genre doesn't exist anymore. Was that new oh. metal? Alt, 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 alt rock? Come on. Oh. If you're ever playing hide and seek and you can't find someone, you just turn that song on and you'll hear them start singing along against their will. And you'll be like, that's where they're hiding. <laughs> Did you hear this poppycock? He said it's a track from a bygone era, daddy. It, it <laughs> is. It is. <laughs> but listen, I'm listen, we'll see what, how, how it happens. I actually do believe he actually is going to end the judgment day, so to speak. And like that's going to be like the arc and then everyone can go their separate ways. I think it's going to be a program where Edge comes through 
ends the judgment day, separates everybody. Because like he said, I'm going to end the judgment day. Why the hell would they bring him back if he's going to fail? You know what right. I mean? So, right. so, the one ahead, thing girl. I will say, I would want to see him just get like pieced by all of them. Like I, yes. I, I, don't, I just yes. can't believe that a 40-something-year-old man is really beating them. Oh, but he is going to beat him though. That's the thing. That's the thing that I, I will agree with you, Flobo. Like that's he's a Hall of Famer. That's, just, that's, that's a waste different. of young talent. He's built that's different. A, <laughs> you, the fact he won the Rumble... Sticks me off Start, to this day. At number one. Don't forget, at, starting at number one. At number one, a, a guy who's basically at the, at the, at the very le- age aside, because I'm not an ageist, age aside, here's somebody who's on the sidelines for, for eight years being like, I'm going to win the whole thing and did it? What? Come on. It's Man, Ed, bro. you sound like a big fan. You're you're also impressed by this accolade that he accomplished. <laughs> it's funny. How do you know so much about Edge? I guess it yeah. gets me so mad. He knows so many facts, yeah. facts and stats about Edge. It's weird, right? Yeah, for someone who hates hates Edge, you like, like, yeah, he was in there for forty seven minutes and thirty three seconds. I'm like, interesting. He blocked me on Twitter too. I don't like him. <laughs> Yo, Edge, why you blocking my boys, man? I, I don't understand. It's so weird. He knows not what he does. I'm telling you. I just think he was in a block. I think he sees a tweet and just block. I swear, man. He knows not what he does. I need him on the show. Be like, Yo, Edge, you blocked my boys. He'd be like, I did. I'm telling you. He'd be like, What? Mm-hmm. I'm like, stop blocking. He might, he'll know me personally. Oh, you're the biggest hit I know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't I, like I just don't know what I would have ever said to make him block me. I'm, that's I'm, what I'm trying to That's why he like, knows not what he does. He knows not. I'm going to say he knows not what he does. He must have confused me for someone else, I think. Probably, I don't know. Be, yeah. Me, Flobo, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Jeez, <laughs> please, please block me. Block <laughs> That'd me be the worst. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Oh my God. All right, fellas. All right. All right. Now, listen, I had the tribal chief down, but what the hell can you say? We got something else cooking right now, so I'm going to hold my tribal chief um, applause. We, we got something cooking, y'all, so I'm going to pivot here. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to pivot away from that. And I want to I wanna start. I don't know, Jack. I don't know if you're ready, brother. I don't I'm ready. You're ready. But this is the moment. We've I'm all not ready, been, but I'm ready. <laughs> we've all been through our top 10 um, re- favorite wrestlers of all time. We did our top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time. We did Brian Waters, then we did Flobito.com, then we did Evan Max, and now we end on Real Jack Farmer. He will go 10 to 6, and he will let us know his five favorite wrestlers of all time. Jack Farmer, what say you? This was so hard. This wasn't even fun. I was I was putting this together, and I, I felt like I came up with like 25 names. I felt like all deserved to be in the top, top 10, but... of course. 
you got to get down to the top 10 and it was very difficult and I hate the fact that I'm leaving so many people out in the cold, but here we go. And I'm also very nervous about sharing this for some reason. If we were saying it's personal. who, we, it's a who personal we thought list. our goats were, I'd be like, yeah, I'll argue the top 10 all day. But now I'm like, these are, are mine? Okay. Well, <laughs> here we go. Bobby Eaton. At number 10, the Road Warriors and the Legion of Doom, whatever you want to call them, I'm putting them at number Ooh, 10. Tag uh, team. If I'm being honest about this, I actually didn't follow their wrestling super, super close. However, I was a very young kid at the time, and me and my buddy loved them because of how they looked and their kind of overall mystique. And we would, awesome. as kids, we'd run around and pretend we were road warrior hawk and animal. And uh, it was it was almost more just getting to run around as kids. It would pretend fake uh, shoulder pads with spikes and stuff like yeah. that. And their presentation, and everything was just so awesome to me. And it takes me back. Every time I think about them, I just think about being a kid with pro wrestling where you don't even think about the wrestling. It's like, I love this character because they are larger than life. And so, I, I, I got to put Road Warriors Legion of Doom at number 10 there. Just just the two of them, not Road Warrior Puke or Road Warrior Heidenreich? Just uh, Hawk, <laughs> no. Hawk and Animal? Okay. No, just Hawk and Animal. And as a kid, this is We're how stupid tags. I was as a kid. I'd always say Road Warrior Animal was always the better of the two because Hawk is just one animal. But Animal could be all the animals. <laughs> That's <laughs> like playground logic. He's right! Yeah. No I'd have blown a kid's mind back in the day. <laughs> Damn, so, they blew mine right now. <laughs> so, uh, so number nine, I have Scott Hall coming at number nine. And I say Scott Hall specifically and not Razor Ramon because um, the NWO was my absolute favorite thing in all of pro wrestling history by, by a mile. I was so into the NWO. I loved it. And I always say... The, what the NWO really was, was like the personification of Scott Hall. Just the coolness all across a bunch of people. Without Scott Hall, I don't think the NWO even works. I don't think it makes sense. I think it's just a bunch of wrestlers. But when you have Scott Hall in there being so cool, he's what made the NWO cool. So I put Scott Hall in at number nine because nice. of the influence there. Very eclectic so far. Uh, uh, number eight, uh, as you know, I'm a WCW guy, Sting. I'm putting Sting at number Sting eight. Sting at eight? And the reason he's not higher is because, funny enough, like I said, I was a huge NWO fan. And Sting, I, I actually always hated because he was against the NWO. But I he realized was. now that he I'm- He was a good guy. Now that I'm older, <laughs> I realized he was one of those guys that I loved to, to hate because he was against my team. Like I liked when my, my, my favorites were facing him. He was, mm -hmm. he wasn't one of those people like, Oh, this guy again. I was like, Oh yeah, they're going to go take on sting. And I think when you're the kind of wrestler that can uh, be someone that you love, even though you hate them, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. uh, it's a very special thing. And I've always said, I think that if WCW won the Monday night wars, we would be looking at sting the way we look at undertaker today. I think he Ooh, would just strong. be, he, I think he'd be perceived much bigger than he is right now. Um, number seven is seal miedo <laughs> pentagon junior is it really in at number seven Hard yes. And sting. Hard yes. And sting. what pentagon because i was going through a phase where i was kind of Love falling out of wrestling i was kind of like i've been watching it for so many years i was kind of over it and then a little show called lucha underground came around a little show called lucha underground kicked up and one of the main characters of that show was <laughs> pentagon jr and i 
I absolutely fell in love with this. It got me so back into wrestling again. It showed me why I love pro wrestling. Pentagon Jr., I always say, people compare like different people to what Stone Cold may have been or what the current day one is. I always thought in Lucha Underground it was Pentagon Jr. because he would just show up when he wanted. He'd break people's arms and he would move on. He was a beast. It was the coolest thing. And one of my favorite marketing things is when they were going to season three and like they were showing all the stuff, you know, Lucha Underground coming back and it's like season three. Like that shows the three. And I was like, oh, he's coming back. (laughs) He's coming back. I was so excited. Him breaking Mil Muertes' arm is one of an all time moment for me because Mil Muertes was so unstoppable. He was unstoppable. And Pentagon just comes out here and pop. And I was like, ah, (laughs) it was so awesome. So he comes in at number seven for me. Number six to round it out for today is Booker T. Booker T was uh, one of my absolute favorites. I loved him in Harlem Heat, obviously, but I always say Booker T is one of those guys that personifies, for me, the journey of superstardom. I think so much we think of guys, like I love Theory, but we think of, oh yeah, he debuts, he wins money in the bank, and then he becomes a world champion, and that's it. But I loved watching Booker T go from the tag team guy to trying to find his way as a singles wrestler to the TV title and fighting with the TV title forever, eventually getting to that U.S. title and then holding on that U.S. title, which, by the way, last night with Raw, with him being out at commentary for the U.S. title match after they had built up the history of the U.S. title, for me, was just absolutely perfect. But uh, then, of course, Booker T becoming the world champion. And uh, I love that he was the world champion as WCW ended. And then, of course, all the WWE stuff was cool, too. Uh, King Booker and stuff. But King Booker, uh, Booker T coming in at number six for me. Dope list, Jack. Didn't see didn't see Booker T coming, homie. But can you run back the list for the people at home? Ten to six, brother, brother, brother. Yeah. At number 10, we've got Road Warrior slash Legion of Doom, depending on your flavor there. Scott Hall at number nine. Number eight is Sting. Number seven is Pentagon Jr. And number six is Booker T. Heidenreich. Heidenreich. It it was hard because you have to strip away, especially since we do this for a living, stripping away what you know of wrestlers and just trying to think of what really got me like in the feels as a wrestler, as a wrestling fan. Yeah, and so, like, a lot of these people, like, I don't think starting this, I don't think I would have said initially, like, if we just that day said, okay, well, I think my favorites are, I don't know if Road Warriors would have made it. But then sitting and thinking about it, I was like, man, as a young youth, that was, those were my favorites. (laughs) And so, young uh, youth, (laughs) as a youth. (laughs) That's great, man. Booker T is one of those individuals that I, I, I unfortunately didn't appreciate as much when they were active, but going back and watching, cause I was more of a WWF guy, going back mm-hmm. and watching even the GI bro era. A lot of people make fun of that, but I love the misfits and what they stood for and what they were on that card and all that stuff for. Just such great stuff. And even the, um, going through like the, the bash, the beach and him becoming the champion and stuff that, that was one of during that era where you're getting that first taste of like, is this real? What's going on? And, uh, for me, during WCW too, that was as especially again last night as we look at turnaround periods for companies. He was kind of the face of the quote unquote turnaround of WCW, uh, or at least the attempted turnaround at the time. And so uh, there was always a lot of uh, whenever I think of Booker T as a wrestling fan, I always think like hope as well, like oh we're gonna see a oh. new era, this is gonna be cool. And so um, yeah, Booker T is a big one for me. Superman Booker. Oh, good stuff, brother. Um, we're gonna finish this thing out with something we do. 
YoFlowBeatle.com. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of things going on, so let me hit y'all with this week's rendition of Flow Beat Toast Boot Thing of the Week. Flow Beat Boot Thing of the Week. I gotta say this, it's not Bailey this week. What? I, I, what? I, I, I thought it had to. Bailey returned. I was there. Bruh, I lost I my voice. I swear to God I had that on the list. I uh, wrote it down already. I, 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 it, it was not because, you know, even though it was back and I and I loved it and, and Bailey is amazing, this week is just a big thing, a big moment for women's wrestling. Gotta give out to the controlling owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, Jeannie Buss, with her bread. Wow. Women of wrestling clearing 100% of syndication with Paramount, which means they're going to be in every single market, bringing women's wrestling to places that haven't seen women's wrestling before, working with David McLean Enterprises. 100%, that is just unheard of for a show in first-world syndication. Get it for a while, Women of Hero, Women of Wrestling, and Jeannie Buss. Yo, nice, nice secret boot thing of the week. Jeannie <laughs> <Wow>. Buss. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of Jeannie Buss, y'all see her uh, Twitter get hacked last night? Did y'all see that? No. So it was uh, some random, I don't know who hacked them, obviously, but they were like, I hate everyone. They pretended like a PS5 like giveaway and we're just straight up DMing people. Uh, (laughs) I thought it was her. No, no, bro. Because when you see the DMs, like people were sharing the DMs, they would be like, yo, uh, just, you know, Zell my assistant, this random email, and it would be a different person each time. So yeah, I just had to throw that in there. My bad for just getting off track. But yeah, she got hacked last night. I'd let, it'd be great if she got hacked because she clicked a link to get a free PS5. Uh, <laughs> <even> though- <laughs> All right, y'all. Show's over. Show's over. Short and sweet. SummerSlam recap-ish. Fellas at the bar-ish. You know, Babyface Assassin-ish. You know, flowbeetle.com. Real Jack Farmer, Ever T. Mac. Mac Media Podcast. We out.